me for the toilet this time. <laughs> and welcome to Cancelled, everybody. We are who? Oh, boy. We're doing a very special episode of Cancelled. Uh, normally, we do shows that only lasted a season. This didn't even get that much. This is, we're doing who? All right, let's just, hold on. Let me introduce my guest. This is going to be a rough one. Uh, with me are two of the funniest comics I know and uh, two of my best friends. Give it up for Maggie May and LaShonda Lester. Say hi. What's up? Yay. What's up? Uh, I, I, I noticed, I just realized this is the alliteration podcast. Oh, Maggie May, right. LaShonda Lester, and Chris Cubes. Yeah. Double initials. That's yeah. how we do. How y'all doing? Good. Very good. What y'all been up to? Oh, talking about this cobra. <laughs> there is a cobra on the... If you're not listening from Austin, there's a cobra on the loose. Apparently some kid... Now I, I don't. He like got... Like the cobra killed... He had like a cobra... No, you had like a pet a, cobra? It was a random cobra. But then <laughs> wait, wait, but wait, then wait, 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 There aren't just cobras around here, though. Like, that was like a, it had to be like his pet and it escaped or something, right? I haven't read a single article. I know that a, a cobra bit somebody and he died and now the cobra's Home on the Depot, loose. Depot in the parking lot. Oh, I heard. I, now, is this cobra on a biting spree? Just biting people <laughs> in lumber yards. <laughs> From what I understand, it's only the one cobra. It's only one person it's, been it's bit. Only, it's only one cobra that's been bit. One and person. The, the initial thing I saw was like he had a cobra and it's not, it's on the loose. But who? I don't fucking. All I know is I'm not going to North Austin until they catch. That motherfucking cobra. He's making a big deal out of it because, like, probably because, like, his dad tried to catch him. Yeah. Catch him. Now it's on the loose. Yeah. <laughs> Watch yeah, out yeah. or I'll bite your kid, too. No, don't let your kid go fucking around at a Home Depot. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In the yeah. back. Also, like, of course, it's Austin, so the cobra has a fucking Twitter account <laughs> and a Facebook page. And a Facebook page. That cobra's, cobra's doing all right for itself. He funny. Uh, he funny. funny. <laughs> he funny. I was like, I'm gonna send this nigga a Facebook. Message. <laughs> you funny dog. Oh shit. Uh, yeah. So we're t- so. Whew, well, I guess that's a good enough segue. We got a lot to talk about. All right. So we are doing an episode. We're doing a one-off special episode. This is a pilot that never made it past the pilot stage. Uh, if you're with us, you probably have already watched. If you haven't, I recommend you go back and watch it. Or, or do I? Do I recommend people watch this thing? I mean, if we had to sit with that shit, <laughs> yeah. they, they need to watch that shit. I feel like people kind of... Honestly, this is the kind of trash that I actually kind of like. I like bullshit. So like, like, not that it's good, but I can watch it and laugh. Like, every time... That toy dinosaur did anything. I laughed out loud. See, I knew it was going to be trash because I saw it was both written and directed by someone I'd never heard of. Yeah. I was like, there is no one to check this dude and be like, you know what? A dinosaur toy is not the way to go. I went back. He just was like, no, trust me. Make the dinosaur growl harder. <laughs> You're 100% right. And I went and looked up that dude's IMDb page and he hasn't done shit. Well, that's not true. I mean, he had a fair amount of work from, like, the 80s, from the 70s, really. He directed, like, a couple episodes of Beretta, uh, some Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew kind of shit. He directed, like, four episodes of BJ and the Bear. Uh, I liked BJ and the Bear. Sure. Uh, But then it goes, like, he clearly was a guy that, like, that was his time period, and now he's trying to do that type of television in, like, the 80s and the 90s, and no one's buying that shit. Uh, so he did like oh he he was on a they tried to make the Untouchables a television show at one point he did that just a bunch of garbage last thing he did was in like two thousand four so let's let's explain what the fuck this thing yes. oh boy all right so in nineteen ninety two now let's we might need to start back a little further than that in the eighties late eighties into the nineties. Do y'all remember there was like a monster truck craze? Yeah, I remember that. Sunday, right? Sunday, when rallies Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see the commercials all the time. Uh, th- like there were famous monster trucks that like, yeah. like Bigfoot and whatever. Uh, the Bigfoot. Bone Crusher. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot dude. got a fucking cartoon. That monster truck got a goddamn what cartoon. Bigfoot in the muscle machine? <laughs> Some bullshit <laughs> like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh and in that time period, there was a, one of the attractions of these things was a thing called Robosaurus. And it was a giant robotic dinosaur that breathed fire and, like, its pinchers would, like, crush cars or whatever. And sometime around 1992, NBC Universal just went 
I don't know if there was too much cocaine or if it was like the end of the cocaine so they were running out and the brains weren't firing right. I think that was the height of the cocaine. Somebody yeah. decided to give that robot its own TV show. Uh-huh. Because Monster Truck fans want to see the backstory of Robosaurus. <laughs> You want to see where he came from. I need the pathos. His motivation. Pathos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but then here's the. But that's okay. So they tried to give up this. All right. Um, let me read the the summary on the IMDb page. David Nash has lost his son and his will to live, but the boy appears in his dreams as well as his Robosaurus toy. A mythical figure will help Nash turn the, to turn the Robosaurus into a real creature in order to avenge his son's death. Mythical figure, aka the Magic Negro. Yeah, I call I call him Kung yeah. Fu Cornell West. Uh, I called him a Mystery Negro, <laughs> which he's a hundred percent that. But he also plays jazz. Can we just address how racist this fucking so, TV show is? Oh my gosh, he made such a point to let the person know. Hey, there's this black yeah, he, dude. He says it. Well, hold on. He he. I wrote it down at one point because, like, at one point he goes to. All right, so we actually maybe should start at the beginning. Give a li- we don't mind if we jump around a bit, but let's give a little bit of a synopsis okay. of what's happening here. So the, movie, the show opens with I don't know what the fuck that was. There's like an opening credit sequence that has like this music that's like kind of Japanese, but then it's like robot mid- noises, MIDI files, or something. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. And then there's like, but also there's a point where it's, it's like over a map of the world, and there's like Egyptian music. It just, it makes no sense. And then there's a weird like voiceover. Uh, that says says something about like uh, throughout time, time travelers have traveled the globe looking to nurture people with those abilities. Uh, oh, and th- uh, this isn't exactly right, but then, he, but this is says only a few had the gift, the gift of transformation. Now you must listen to your dreams, and then that's that's it. I don't know what that fuck that's supposed to mean, but transformation becomes very important in this fucking terrible thing. And that's where we first see Kung Fu Cornell West yes. as, as Stonehenge doing that weird uh, Jimmy Snooker, I love you <laughs> hand signal that's apparently magic. Uh, and then we cut to our main character, Nash, who's a cop in the future. There, there's another voiceover. I feel like most of this movie is like, it clearly didn't work when they filmed it, and they went back and watched it, and were like, no one knows what the fuck's going on. So then they just had to retell yeah. everything in voiceover. Yeah, because they every- were sporadic. <laughs> they're constant. They're every once in a while, he'll just like, he'll something will happen, and then he'll describe what just happened, because it clearly didn't make any sense. At one point, like he comes in the room, and the toy is there, and he's like, kind of stares at it, freaked out, and then he's like, I can't believe that toy was there. It wasn't there before. Like, yeah, we got that. We just saw the fucking thing mm-hmm. two seconds so he's a cop in the future. With uh, he's on what I like to call the stereotype squad because yes, everybody on that squad had a weird like. There's uh, well, he goes through again in voiceover, and he's like, "Entries like that's my that's Gorelli or whatever the Italian G- chick, Gina Corelli, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> uh, and then he's like, and then there's uh, uh, not Gomez, Gomez is the back, but there's some Hispanic guy in a bow tie, and, he, and then there's my buddy, and I think he says his name is Phoenix or whatever, and he's just the black, like, first off, he's never not wearing sunglasses. That's the thing, it's like, why are you not suspended yeah. <laughs> immediately just coming yeah. to work in sunglasses as a cop at night? At night, and a suit, he, he looks like... Uh, Eddie Murphy in 48 Hours. Like, he's trying yeah. to be cool. He looks like a California Raisin is what he looks like. <laughs> he does. Doing and, spins and, and stuff. <laughs> he is constantly spinning or dancing. Just cooning his ass and, off. But it, it, there's no context for it. He's no. not at a club. At one point, they're at the courthouse, and he's yeah. like, they're betting on whether or not the guy's going to get off or whatever, and the guy's like, and he's like, uh, Gomez walked. And he's like, whoo! And he does like a spin and grabs his nuts and is like, your boss is oh, here, man. man. And you in court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, how re- And like when he introduced, he's like, and then there's my buddy, Phoenix. And he does, they do this like secret high five handshake yeah. where they high five almost, but they stop like a foot apart. And then the guy turns his hand to a fist. But then white guys half of the handshake is to just continue the high five. <laughs> like they did not think that handshake through at all. Uh... 
Yeah, so he's got his friends, and they're fucking, they're the, the, the squad or whatever, and there's like, they there's this huge voiceover about how the environment, we fucked up the environment, so now they're like, I don't know how that factors in. They made a point of saying it, but then nothing ever fucking happens. With you it. know, uh, they said it was after the Central Asian War of late 1990s. <laughs> so They're like, we had so it. much crime, <laughs> yeah. so much pollution. I was like, this kind of sounds like, like you're blaming <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Chinese. The, everything in this. Because everyone moved over there after. Yeah, yeah, the, after the Central yeah, Asian so Wars. So he's yeah. kind of saying, I'm. Um, Wait, how did I miss too many. That? So that's why all the weapons was there. I, I was guess like, that's a lot of weapons for some hood shit. Also, I will say that's true because they are just shitty gangs, but they all have rocket launchers and shit. Yeah. But I will also say this: one of the signs of a shit budget for your sci-fi movie is when it's the si- when the only thing that says it's the future is that like there's a lot of TVs everywhere, mm-hmm. steam. Yeah. There's a steam coming from everything for no reason. And but then but then you know it's a shit budget because that's like the future. But then they still just have shitty pistols. <laughs> like they don't have yeah. like they couldn't afford a budget to get like laser guns or something. So he's just got a revolver. Like that shit bugs me. Clip like nigga, you ain't got no clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a revolver. <laughs> I never did. Oh, but except but then the bad guys kind of have better guns, and that's kind of part they mentioned. Like oh, the bad guys are starting to be better armed than us, which is when we meet maybe the most racist. Of any of the fucking characters in this movie, I think we both know who I'm talking about. Uh, Tyrone? Yes, I wrote about this nigga. <laughs> Did he have a chopstick? No, I said it was an icicle. I don't know this nigga. I thought a- that was a chopstick. I didn't even know his name was Tyrone because I was like, I'm calling you chopstick for the rest of this movie. So, uh, so at one point, we meet the, the main bad guy, the colonel, they call him, who is the least intimidating villain. I have ever seen. Yeah, he's like the little last dog. He got a chihuahua in a sweater. He's just kind of a fat, balding, old white dude in glasses. He is not scary in the slightest. He's like a boy band manager. <laughs> he does. You know? He looks, he looks like, like a colonel. He ripped off O Town. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes. So he's like doing a sale to Tyrone, and I'm like Tyrone. I wrote down like Tyrone's got a Gumby cut and I with an icicle stuck in. I thought it was an icicle for sure. Uh, and Tyrone is the most racist fucking stereotype. Yo, 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 <laughs> yo. Worst <laughs> oh my god. At, at one point. Hurry when, up, homeboys. Yeah, it's all homeboys. It's all whatever. It's like, I don't know who. I think the only black person the writer has ever seen was Flavor Flav. <laughs> because at one point. At, so, like, he's giving him this, the, the, like, I want these guns. And he's like, no, I want to show you these yeah. other guns that we have. Uh, and they bring in Gomez, who's like his his adversary, this his rival gang leader, and they're about to shoot each other. But they're like, oh, it's his business. So Gomez leaves, and then they go blow up Gomez's car right. with the new fangled gun. And he goes, "Yeah, fool, you threw, boy." Yeah, <laughs> he flat out boy, like flavor flavor boyed. I, uh, it's it's it it's almost like whoever wrote this movie isn't from here. Like, he might be foreign in some way. doesn't really, like, but his only exposure to us is other racist shit he's seen in movies. Yeah, so it's yeah. like he saw that and then just yeah. took it up another level, you know what I mean? But he, ha- yeah, his last name seemed mighty American, though. He's super white. His name's but, like Christopher Crow or some yeah, shit. He's not. I'll, I'll point out again, though, there was a point where he wrote this and it happened. And as director, he saw it happen and was like, that's exactly what I want this to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, want you I to- nailed it. <laughs> now, can you hold out that boy <laughs> for just two just weeks a longer? a little more. Uh, so backstory on Robert Nash. Uh, uh, I think it's Robert is our lead character's name. Detect- oh, sorry. Detective David Nash. Uh, he has lost his son. Uh, in I honestly laughed so hard. So it's just it's fucked up. But I laughed. So here's how they show it. Like he's like this again, fucking voiceover, and he's like, uh, when my son died, my, my wife decided to leave too. Uh, and it's like just said like that, like the son maybe died or like a like a sickness or something. They don't say, and it's just very mellow. And then we get a flashback of the son dying, and he is blown the fuck up by a bazooka. I laughed so hard because, like, he's just sitting in the car. And he's like, "Hey, Dad!" And then out of nowhere, there's some guy <laughs> with a fucking rocket launcher and just shoots the shit out of his car with this kid. And there's no, 
what's crazy is we f- come to find out they weren't trying to kill the cop. It, I the whole time watching it, I thought, oh, they're trying to kill the cop, and they got the kid. The they say, yeah, they're just they're fucking just trying them out, shooting some shit off. <laughs> see how this works out. I can't just like like just shooting a rocket launcher isn't expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those like, missiles got to be like ten grand a piece. No, right. they were just like, let's just test this out on a bunch of. St- oh man, in a residential neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody yeah. here. Fuck it. Yeah, I did, it's, uh, this is, by the way, I need to just reiterate. This is 1992. Seinfeld has been on for three years. <laughs> this kind of horseshit is unacceptable <laughs> on television. They gave this show a two-hour pilot. They had faith in this. Wow. This was a big push <laughs> at some point. They had two hours worth of faith in this. Yeah, whole yeah, yeah. Someone I, came up and was like, we want to take a dinosaur... Make him like Chucky. And make it, uh, <laughs> they do make him like Chucky. Put Max Headroom and Cop Rock together, and that's what we want for two hours. I can't. So, so the whole time he's having these flashbacks and these dreams of his son dying and this fucking Robosaurus toy that they made together. And they, the, I put down like if you played a drinking game, if you drank every time, and said Robosaurus, you'd be dead like halfway through this fucking show. It is the most. Oh, I didn't mean to burp there. I'm sorry, but like there was the most like. There's a scene where he literally says, like, he might as well, he's like, the mysterious figure keeps beckoning me. It seems to call, it seems to all come back to the Robosaurus toy. And he might as well just been like, Robosaurus, new for Mattel. <laughs> so, some assembly required. Like, it is the most product placement-y shit I have ever seen. Wait, was there a Robosaurus toy? Yeah, well, they made toys out of the big fucking Robosaurus thing that was big. Okay. So they're going to sell toy versions of it. Because that's a re- that robot is a real thing. We'll get to that robot in a minute. By the way, it takes them like an hour and 25 minutes to get to that robot. Like, yeah. they, they clearly only had one day of shooting where they had the robot. You know what I mean? Because like, he going to come off of one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck yeah. y'all need to do? The robot's going to have to have a trailer. And he's two ounces of cocaine and some strippers. I bet that robot had a lot of demands. Uh, he, uh, yeah. So, so he's having these flashbacks. He keeps having these dreams, and in the dreams are his dead kid, the Robosaurus toy, and Magical Negro, whose name turns out to be—I wrote it down. It's fucking retarded. His name turns out to be like Was it it's Artemis? almost. It's no. It's up. Oh, did you say Artemis? <laughs> That would make more sense, but no. Jeremiah. It's something. It's three J's. It might as well be J. Jonah Jameson from Spider Man, but it's not that, but it's very close. It sounded, yeah. It's Jeremiah J. Jonas. And I wrote after that Jinkleheimer Schmidt because I don't know what the fuck (laughs) goofy name you're trying to make. How Uh, did I get Artemis? Who the fuck is that? (laughs) That's a character on uh, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But Artemis does sound like a magic Negro name, so I kind of get it. Okay. So he keeps having these. He keep well. If you smoke a bunch of blunts while you watch this, which is the only way to get through it, <laughs> you'll make a couple of mistakes. So he keeps having these dreams of the fucking magical Negro and the toy and the dead kid. And at one point in the beginning, there's like a action. There's like a chase sequence where they're trying to catch Gomez or whatever. And he just sees the fucking magical Negro there in real life. And the guy's like points. He's like, oh, he went that way. He doesn't say it, but he just kind of points. And then he just doesn't mention it again. Like, he's like, oh, there's that fucking dude from my dreams. <laughs> we'll get around. I guess we'll, well, that'll come up again. Like, he just doesn't give a fuck that he saw someone from his dreams. Yeah. Until later, when he's at the, the therapist's office, which you point out, he makes a point of saying, I keep seeing this black guy. But he says it, like, there's a point where he's like, I don't know what to make of it. He's like, he's losing his mind, right? He's like, I can't tell reality from my dreams anymore. I keep seeing this black guy, and there's this pause, and I kept waiting for him to be like, and he's not dancing or eating chicken or nothing. Like, he just can't. He's just here. He's just around uh, until he sees him at the jazz club. I'm sorry. This fucking thing. I'm saying I'm, I keep shitting on it, but I'm being honest with you. I had a lot of fun watching this fucking terrible thing. Um, I'll, I'll, I do want to yeah, point out whatever. Though, By the way, he, yeah, I know I'm talking a lot, but if you got shit to say, uh, when tell he me, saw him from his dream that first time, and he pointed and he just did whatever he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Dude had a feather earring. on <laughs> He did have a fair. There was a. I could see like he looks like the kind of guy that would wear a fair amount of feather earrings. He looks like he was in Wilson Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, why would you listen to this guy? Like, this is not good fashion. And all the future shit is so bad. Like, like the stuff to like make it look like the future. At one point, he comes home and he's like, he gets a plate with some food on it and he just puts it on the counter and then it like kind of lights up and sparks for two seconds and then it's like, oh, you're that's how you cook food in the future. That's just a microwave. Like, I'm not impressed. That's yeah. not even that impressive of science. And then when they're at the bar, the chick's drinking a drink, but it's lit up. Like, the drink itself is, yeah. is got lights in it. Like, that's that's the, that's just shit about future, like, sci-fi shit that just bugs me where it's like, why? There's no yeah. – that doesn't serve – that doesn't make a better drink. That's not something we would do in the future, just put a candle at the bottom of our fucking drinks. And that also, that's another chance for the black dude to say some dumb shit where he's like, make mine a quadruple. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they had like work. a home fax. She was like, oh, the the mail sent me uh, fax of your stuff, and it was just a handful of books. <laughs> like, wow, that came in through your fax machine. Future. Can we add to that statement the woman you're talking about, who is the only person in this fucking show I know at all, except for Arlie Ermy, who's in it for like two seconds. Yeah. Uh, Joan Chen, great actress. Yeah. She was just, she's coming off of Twin Peaks. She's got a lot of shit going for her. Then she's in this. And I've, I literally have written down multiple times in all caps throughout my notes. Why are you in this, Joan Chen? It, she has no, her character serves no purpose. I thought they was going to fuck. I, I assume that, and maybe yeah, if the show continued, they would have. I don't know. But in this two-hour thing, here's the only thing she does. She brings over the facts at one point. She shows up and is like, I kind of want to get naked. Like, she just said, like, yeah. there's like, a scene where, like, the street, sticking the her head into a car window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's these kids playing in, like, a fountain or, or in, like, a fire hydrant or whatever. And she's like, I'm half tempted to take my clothes off and join them. And he's like, I'd probably arrest you because <laughs> you can't just do that shit. And she's like, oh, with the handcuffs, too? What? Like, it's like, all right, we get it. You're trying to fuck. Then they go to that... <laughs> They call the jazz that, I, wait, wait, the ice-themed the ice jazz bar, which we have not mentioned that it's in, they refer to it as the ice bar multiple times, because there's like yes. giant blocks of ice on the tables. He said, um, I know a, a good legal place where you can get cool. Yeah, I so, sure like, is that. So, so air conditioning is, against the law in this Ice world? in some way is, okay. because when we eventually, when he eventually finds out that the, who the bad guy is from his dream... Uh, which we'll have to talk about in a second. He figures out like that truck logo that they trace back to this guy's right. warehouse. Which, by the way, they get, he walks up and he's like, I want to see Mr. Duggan or whatever the colonel's name is. Uh, and the guy's like, I don't think so. And he shows a badge and he's like, all right. And then they just bring him into his highly illegal operation. Yeah. There's just All people the walking around with, shit out. Yeah. with fucking machine guns and shit. There's just cases of weapons laying around. Well, he showed a badge. You got to no let him warrant. in. No, nothing. No. And then when they get inside the, the warehouse, here's the thing. There's ice everywhere. Yeah. And then people in weird suits and the guy says something along the lines of like, uh, we service ice for many of the municipal organizations yeah. or whatever. So there's like weird ice dealers. I don't – maybe because if that's something to do with the ozone layer. They talk – who the fuck knows? Um. I got confused by the ice. So they go to the jazz – so she goes to the jazz club with him. He tells her about the kid dying. And then I think that's it. He leaves her there to go arrest the jazz guy and to we, go arrest the magical hear, Negro. We hear a nice long solo. <laughs> we do hear up the stairs. He does, it takes a while. He goes out to like up the stairs with a spotlight on him. They spend like a good two minutes of just jazz, of just shitty Kenny G level jazz. Um, not every. <laughs> The, we haven't even mentioned the fact that throughout this whole show, the toy in his apartment, the Robosaurus toy version, the tiny one, has started to just come to life on its own. It's starting to walk around the apartment. Eat it's cars. eating toy cars. It's knocking shit over. Uh, it has it has that shitty like faux RoboCop point of view vision where it's like, you know, when, when you see through RoboCop's eyes, it's got the whatever, but this is just like like red and then one little box. Uh, at one, so at one point, the colonel's like, so at one point, the colonel has his competition killed. The guy, uh, they have one of his, he has one of his guys who's like his main henchman blow up this truck with a rocket launcher and apparently that was his competition. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the Diaz brothers are out of business or whatever. 
So then the cops all show up, him and uh, Nash included, and he's they're standing at the street. And then, like, you see the, the tape, and then on the other side of the tape is just the main bad guy and his henchmen, and they're like, we really blew the shit out of that stuff, huh? They're not being quiet. And I find it hard to believe that this he's clearly the main bad guy of this city, right? Like, he's yeah. the guy yeah. in charge of crime in the city. <laughs> the cops don't know, have no idea... That that's it's not one of the situations where like oh we know who the bad guy is but we can't prove it right they just no fucking clue who this guy is and to the point just where out he's they're talking the shit just yeah. Like, yeah and he's like oh by the way isn't that the kid the guy whose kid we killed they literally just start saying <laughs> yeah. that yeah. isn't that the information about <laughs> <dry> snitching and shit <laughs> <laughs> he's like isn't that the guy whose kid we killed and he's like yeah if it, you know uh, find out his name and then go kill him why I'm not a hundred percent sure. But they gotta go kill this cop. So he sneaks into the of an eighties type agenda. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Eighties type action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta come back and avenge, yeah. which is exactly avenge. what's gonna happen. Uh, but so then, the, so he sends the henchman to the guy's apartment, and he sneaks into his apartment. And he plants a bomb. You know, for starters, that that has a lot of C four. For oh, an apart, like he, it looked, and it's got like the clock ticking down. It looked like they just wrapped C four around an alarm clock, <laughs> like they just encased an alarm clock in clay, and then he sticks it to the picture of like him and his wife and his kid, That's which I don't understand. It's not like that picture is going to be there. It's not a calling card. He just like does it, and he's like, hey, and he sneaks <laughs> out. At which point, the fucking toy comes out, and takes the the bomb off the picture and then apparently is it now it's a very shitty toy can we agree to the fact it's, that it's a pretty shitty toy. it looks like some odd lot like if you got it for your kid it, it like it looks like the knockoff of what the real toy would be yeah. you know what i mean yeah like it would be a remote but it would have a cord like, like the, the shittiest version. Dollar General version. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. right? So it can barely move around this apartment. It kind of turns a little bit. The it kind of. They like, kind of pinch, but not. they don't close all the way. Like it's, ah, real, ah. it's real shitty, right? Now follow me on this. The clock on the bomb says like two minutes and 30 seconds, and it's counting down when he grabs the fucking. The toy comes in and takes it. That toy now has to get out of the apartment. Down a few flights of stairs, which it can't possibly do because it can barely make corners. And then, like, out across the street some distance before the bomb in two minutes and change, which is physically impossible, but it does. Meanwhile, I was confused in that scene because there's, like, he's having a dream, I guess, of the giant version of the toy. At first, I thought the toy got big, and that's how it ate the bomb or whatever. He was just dreaming about the time he went and saw yeah. Trachosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> they have my PAs. They haven't come back since. <laughs> <laughs> so he has a dream. So he has a dream of the giant, of like, he has a dream again of the kid getting blown up and the car that blew up the kid driving up into the back of this truck like Night Rider. And then that's how the truck apparently he realizes from the dream. That's how the truck got away. Uh, so the guy who blew up his kid got away. He hid in the back of his truck. And he sees on the back of the truck this logo. And it's like a genie with a thing. And he shows up at the cop station the next day. He's like, my blind. He's been, uh, he's been attributing all this shit he learned in his dreams to this, this snitch that he has that doesn't exist. And he's like, my snitch told me he had a, he had a picture. He, he had a, a witness that saw the truck. And the truck had this logo on it. And he looks at it. It's like a genie with a thing. And then he just starts randomly guessing what the names of the trucking organization might be and it's and it's just like magical movers uh genie get along like it's the worst aladdin and his magical stereotype i felt very uncomfortable it was so weird and and like why why are you make guessing making guesses of the name just find out just find the logo just just figure it like this is the future you know i guess maybe they didn't know like google would become so so present now when they were writing it but there has to be something there where you could find it just that really fucking bothered me on a lot of levels uh which is how he eventually traces back to the, the the colonel which is when he goes to the thing and finds the ice and all the other bullshit Meanwhile, at that bombing, when the when the, the Diaz brothers gets blown up, 
he meets Jeremiah, Jonah, Jameson, whatever, who's there, and he's he's him, and he's like you or whatever, and he brings him over, and he's like, oh hey, how are you? I'm the guy, I'm the nigga from your dreams. Like he just said, <laughs> he just does, he's not even trying to be slick. There's no coolness. He's like, yeah, you recognize me because you've been dreaming about me for like eight months. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we should talk. Remember when your kid died? Yeah, he does just fucking say it. Hey, remember that? Uh, maybe we should talk. And then he, the, the Nash arrests him on some trumped up charges because he hasn't done anything right. except exist. Yeah. Uh, and be black and, be, and magical. See, that is which is not a crime, apparently. Realistic thing about the whole movie. <laughs> a black person out there just getting randomly arrested by a cop for no good reason. I was like, yeah. That man. makes sense. <laughs> and he has a line when he tells him he's like... He's like, I'm twenty, I'm two thousand three hundred and something years old. And he's like, in a month I'll be two thousand three hundred and fifty-seven years old, and in just three hundred and forty-four years I'll be three thousand years old. So you, you could just do math. Is that what you're trying to explain by this? <laughs> There's nothing cool about this line. Like I get that if you said like, and then in three hundred and forty-five years I'll be two uh, three thousand and one year, and you just keep adding numbers up. I get you could it, it didn't make it was just a weird line for him not to say anything. So then he goes to jail, and at one point he yells something about the blossoming is coming, which I yeah. don't know what that meant. I thought maybe the blossom was coming back on TV. <laughs> the background chatter in jail was the funniest. <laughs> they're like, your ass in jail now. <laughs> they're not really particularly slick. At one point he's like, hey, you gotta get me out of here so I can train you or whatever. And the guy just walks away, and some guy behind him's like, he left! <laughs> He left. You know, I don't know. Some extras really showing their ass during this movie. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people you could tell were like, "This is my break." Trying to get it, like uh, when uh, when the Diaz brothers stuff got blown up. There was this one. He's like, "Who saw something? Who saw it?" Someone's yeah. like, "No one's talking, man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think what he says is, "We've all been interviewed. Ain't nobody talking." And then nobody. And then he just stays there. And the cop doesn't go like, "Get out of here!" or get mad at him. He's just yeah. like, "Nah, you're right. Okay. No, I guess Touché. nobody's talking." <laughs> um, I again. By the way, we're at maybe it's, we have an hour and a half with no commercials. It's two hours. We're at let's say an hour and twenty. No giant fucking robot yet. This is a TV yes. show based on a giant fucking robot. There has been no giant fucking robot yet. Uh, there's been a, gl- a, fle- a fleeting glimpse of it in the fucking dream sequence, and that it's is like a it. shadow and some eyes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like a figure. Like you got a kicking figure, but you know that's <laughs> <laughs> that's all you see. Uh, yeah. At, at, at one point, so then Joan Chen gets left in the restaurant. I forgot he goes and arrests. He arrests. Uh, he sees him after he put after he arrests James Jonah Jameson. He sees him at the jazz place, and he's like, "Oh, this guy must have broke out of jail." And he goes and fucking, he t- he's like, I'll, I'll be right back. And he goes and takes him back to jail or whatever. But he just fucking leaves her there. And then he calls and he's like, hey, I had to leave this nice lady at this restaurant. Can you send a black and white to pick her up as opposed to, I don't know, a cab? Maybe it would be nice. Uh, and he's no like, what, what, who? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, who, uh, what she look like? And he's like, 20s, Asian. <laughs> black <laughs> dress. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's very racial. Uh, oh he God, goes, go ahead. I mean, it's just, I noticed it was very, like, it might not have been a full-out race war, but it was at least, like, a racial cold war. Yeah. Everyone had an eye on everybody else. Like, that whole Aladdin thing just rubbed me. I was like, why does it have to be? You clearly see this dude as white. Why do you have to bring... Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Uh, But that's everything. Like... There is no moment where, like, there isn't some awful stereotype just yeah. being played. Even Gorelli or whatever her name is, who's, like, the least yeah. stereotypical, she's still just, like, some goofy, white, like, Italian, yeah. like, oh, we got to do it by the book. But she has this stupid she voice. Was... And she actually has my favorite part in this movie at one point. So eventually he's, like, he he tells her, like, you know, this is we, uh, uh, this is the logo from the truck or whatever. They run down. They find the actual trucking company. And she calls him and she's like, look, I need to know where who the snitch is because who? why out of nowhere after a year does he just have this information? Uh, and he's like, all right, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's all in a dream. And she's like, I don't believe in none of that. I don't believe in Santa Claus. I don't believe in the Easter Bunny. I don't even believe in God. She just says it like that. <laughs> she was like, I'm not even sure I, I believe in God. God. Like yeah. he was going to be like, <gasps> right. Uh, which leads to the best part. So after he goes and sees uh, 
the the op the illegal ice operation. The guy sends his henchman out to kill him, and he tries to run him over in a car. Now, meanwhile, he hits Nash full on with that car. Yeah. Nash hits yeah. like hits the ro- hood, rolls up on the windshield, flips over the top of the car. Yeah, pops right back Gets up, up and completely fine, to the point where the guy driving literally just yells, "I hit you with my car! You're back up!" He just yells that shit. He shoots the guy, drives away, turns back. The Gorelli, who I'm pretty sure did not get hit by that car, is just dead. Or she's dying. She's like laying in a pile of trash, dying. And she goes, remember what I said? I I didn't believe in God. I I do believe in God. (laughs) And she just fucking dies. Like that's No, wait, wait, wait. She wanted to fuck. Oh, did she miss that part? She was like, hey, you know, I know you look at me like I'm a dude. Oh, while she's oh, dying, she yes. said, I missed that entirely. I was laughing too hard at the Jesus line. <laughs> she said she wanted to, she like this whole time I wanted to bang you or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's she's hilarious. Like, I'll see I you in heaven. Hook up. <laughs> Can I just say, Please. I knew from the beginning that she was going to die. I was like, you are too spunky to live. <laughs> you got too much sassafras in you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, one of them had to die, and it wasn't going to be, like, somebody has to die to, like, motivate the action or whatever. Oh, it clearly wasn't going to be the dancing, but, yeah, the, the kids, we already, that was, like, a given, the kids dead. Uh, but, like, one of the cops going to have, obviously, yeah. a squad that big, somebody's got to die. Yeah. I thought it was going to be uh, the weird Mexican guy with the bow tie who only had, like, four lines, because I just felt, <laughs> like, oh, he's pretty expendable. Uh, I was certain it wasn't going to be the fucking Mr. Bojangles, his black <laughs> His black dancing partner, because he's, he's he's clearly too like the comic relief for this movie yeah. that he or show that he, he there's no way they were gonna kill him. Uh, so she dies, and he's like, "I'm going to fuck it. That's it. I'm going." And like he goes home, and there's this really dramatic scene of him sawing off a shotgun. He's like shot, like cutting down a shotgun. Yeah. At which point, Joan Chen, Joan Chen walks back in. This is the other scene she has, and he's like, "She's like, what's going on?" And he's like. There's a hostage situation at something or other. He just makes up some bullshit. And she's like, is that true? He's like, no. That's it. That's the whole scene. That's <laughs> the end of that scene. Like the fucking, you see the shotgun barrel fall all dramatically. And then that's, that's it for Joan Chen. She's fucking out. Like, I don't know why she agreed to do this either. I feel like she must have been married to the director or some shit. Like, it doesn't Sometimes make any sense. you need $30,000. I guess that makes you perfect know? sense. Yeah. But she's like, she was coming off of real shit at the time. Like. She had just finished fucking Twin Peaks. It was a pretty big fucking show. I mean, granted, it, it, you know, two seasons or whatever, but it was like, wild, like culturally wildly relevant. Like it was mm-hmm. a big thing. Maybe she filmed it before and then they released it. Yeah. That probably and was like that would make more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put this shit out. <laughs> that would nah. that would make perfect sense. Uh huh. <clears throat> so then he goes. He's like gonna just go storm that ice factory or whatever. Uh, and the magical Negro shows up. And he's, and he's like, what are you doing? You're just going to storm in there and get yourself killed? You need to use your power. And at my point, he's telling him, like, he's like, well, what do I, like, the transformation. Like, what do I transform? Like, that's my gift is to transform things. And he's like, well, I can't tell you. I can only give you clues. But think about it. Think about your dreams. Think about your son. Think about the thing your son loved the most. You might as well be like, the fucking robot, asshole. Just transform the goddamn robot so we can move on, please. Like, he's just giving them clue after clue, and they're getting more and more obvious. And I, swear, I swear to God, I thought he was just going to slap him and be like, fucking really? You haven't figured this out yet? You don't know it's going to be the robot? Uh, at which point, the magical, like, so he's like, now try and focus, and he's like, and then nothing happens, right? Uh, so he's like, all right, well, let's see if we can motivate you. So the fucking magical Negro just starts to walk <laughs> into the compound. And they're like, there's this shitty scene of them like, what do, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm just going in there. And like, how's oh, you trespassing or whatever? Uh, and the guy says something like, uh, why don't you run for your life? And he's like, well, if I run from you, what kind of life do I have? What, just really shitty writing. Uh, and meanwhile, Nash is like, coming? Yes. Did you see that face? He looked like his toes was curling. <laughs> I was like, ooh. It was a full on, like, so he's like, like trying to like, you know, I guess it's supposed to be like he's really trying, but he looks flat out like he's, like he's just O-facing real yeah. hard. Like, uh, mm-hmm. 
because uh, they're about to shoot. And like once they realize he's, oh, they're about to shoot the black guy. That gives him the motivation to summon Robosaurus. Now he doesn't. Here's what's weird. I assumed with the the transformation, he would have to have the little robot and then make it big. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. He just no. summons the big robot out of nowhere. Uh, and the big robot then, like, destroys. The star of the show. The star of the like, show shows up the last 10 minutes, maybe. Yeah. For the worst action sequence I maybe have ever seen. Oh, man. Uh, he, here's the problem with that robot. It can't actually do anything. It's not a real. It's not like a good special effect or whatever. It's just a big thing for fucking monster truck rallies. So it can kind of move forward. It can breathe fire straight up. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it can't breathe fire at anything. It can just kind of breathe it out. <laughs> so every, all the damage it gets to do is just like running into a building that's already there or people are like running into it sometimes people are shooting at it and running away but it can't do anything and then you get a shot of he at one point it it catches the henchman not the head bad guy but his like second in command the guy's been like the real dirty work and he's it's supposed to be holding him up by his jacket like pinched his jacket and holding it in the air, but it's very obvious that those fucking hands can't pinch, <laughs> don't have the dexterity to pinch a fucking jacket. So it's just like this shitty shot of like a shadow, and then you see like the jacket hold up like this. Like it's just so terribly shot. And he's like, oh, the bad guy went that way or whatever. At which point, the glasses guy runs into the fucking car. It was the most anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for fi- all right, the build-up, the build-up, an hour and a half, the fucking robot here is going to do something. It can ki- it kind of moves. Like, it literally, it can go forward. I don't think it turns once. <laughs> like, no, no, keep going straight. Yeah. Just straight ahead. Uh, and eventually, it pinches the guy. It's, bo- it's supposed to be like it's crushing the car with the bad guy in it, and that's how it kills the bad guy or whatever. And then it disappears. The robot disappears. And the guy in the car disappears because, like, there's just his glasses there's left on the sidewalk. The street, yeah. So I don't understand where I the guy in the car it. went. And nobody ever figured it out. The writers first fucking figured it out. Either. <laughs> like, uh, they'll get it. But then they cut back to the little dinosaur, and there's a crushed car in front of the like a crushed toy car in front of the little dinosaur. That I guess was supposed to be like maybe some brought it. I don't. I really try. Like I was so. It's what's crazy is I was into all of the other bullshit of this terrible show. Like, like I watched it the way you'd watch like, uh, like a Xeno Warrior Princess. You know what I mean? Like this is crap, but um, it's kind of funny to me. Yeah. Uh, Until the fucking robot finally shows up. At which point, I couldn't give a fuck. It was the most boring bullshit. Then the robot leaves, and I was kind of back in again. Because the cops... Because here's what I love. So, the, like, the cops show up, and apparently everyone's like, There was a giant fucking robot here! A, 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 a steel monster, I think they refer to it. Yeah. So the, the boss shows up, and he's like, You want to tell me what happened? And he's like, I saw these bad guys selling weapons, so I went in to make a citizen's arrest, because he's had to, like, turn in his gun or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, and I got knocked out, and I woke up, and everything was over. And he's like, what about this steel monster everyone's talking about? Because apparently there's just a hundred witnesses that saw a giant fucking robot eating things. Uh, and everyone's like, nah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And you're like, eh, I guess that, that wraps it up then. No big deal. No one gives a fuck. No one has to do any more research into where this giant robot went. Uh, he's going to be back on the force. Everything's fine. Uh, the magical Negro shows back up again, and he's like, "So, where are you moving on?" He's like, "Yeah, I gotta go train people or whatever." He says, oh, "Why don't you stick around?" This is obviously where the show is leading into it being a show and not just a, <laughs> right. a one-off. And he's like, "Oh, I guess I'll stick around for like fifty years." And they're like, <laughs> and they kind of walk off into the sunset. I could you? They don't do things like this anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are missteps for sure in television where like, oh, they thought this was going to be a really good show, but it it just didn't catch the audience and it, you know, lasts like seven or eight episodes or whatever. This is a time where they like, this is 1992. It's not that long ago, but they threw some money at this. They threw two hours of national television time at this. I, I don't know when, like. I, I, it's just funny to me that like they, I feel like this might be the thing that they were like, all right, we got to rethink ourselves. <laughs> we just made fucking Robo Stores for television. 
We brought Robosaurus into this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. need to be here. He's still around, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I Googled Robo. I'm going to bring it up right now. I Googled Robosaurus. He out here in these streets. Did we, did I, I mean, I know I talked a bunch, but was, did we miss anything you guys wanted to mention about this? Magical Zach Negro. I remember him as Gina's daddy from Martin. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. He was Gina's daddy on Martin, the uptight chiropractor. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I knew he I knew I, he looked recon- he, he looked familiar to me, but I could not figure it out. Yeah. Uh, he's in Las Vegas, I think. Robosaurus, world's largest transformer. Uh, fun doesn't get any more fierce is what it says When's here. he coming to Austin? Um, check his schedule right now. <laughs> <laughs> schedule. He does. He has, he's got fucking more dates booked tour than dates. I do. Actually, <laughs> actually, that's not true. He has one tour date booked right now. October 2nd through the 4th at the San Diego at the Miramar Air Show in San Diego, California. It's his only upcoming date. Uh, because I can't even, like, you have to, like, transport this thing yeah it's big <laughs> you gotta like put it on a truck and drive it around places i don't it doesn't make any sense but it you ain't can like shamu where it's like five shamus across the yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> i know i i have a feeling there is one fucking robosaurus yeah i don't it feels like a big investment to make he doesn't have a buy- brother that can fill in for him no. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got uh, Robosaurus 2, like Gallagher. It's just the second Robosaurus. You can get some Robosaurus t-shirts, for sure. Uh, but there's nothing. I like that. There, even Robosaurus's website does not address this fucking terrible TV show. <laughs> Robosaurus didn't put that shit on his resume. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He <laughs> Alan missy this one. He was like, no, I, I'm using that SAG alias. <laughs> I don't even think Arlie Ermey has this listed on his credits. I can't imagine he does. Uh, and it's funny to see like a, a kind of young Arlie Ermey. If you don't know Arlie Ermey, he's obviously the guy from Full Metal Jacket, yeah. the, the, the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket, a bunch of other stuff. But to see like uh, he's got like dark hair. Also, by the way, all those cops are terrible because and we we forgot not that it'd be forgotten who gives a fuck. But there's a scene where the the bad guy's henchman goes to find out who Nash is or where Nash lives so we can go plant that bomb or whatever. And he walks into the just into the police station. Which you can hardly tell from the rest of the world because it all just looks like it's a falling down piece of shit. Uh, and he walks up to Arlie Ermey. He's like, "Hey, I need that report from whatever." And the guy's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm, you know, officer, or whatever." He's like, "Who's your boss?" He says, "Ah, oh, Sergeant So and So." I don't know who that is. He goes, "You want me to call him?" He's like, "Ah, eh, no, nah, it's fine. That's the whole. That's it." He's like, "You want me to call him and have him introduce yourself?" He's like, "Ah, oh, don't worry about it. You can just do that in this world." Also, by the way, the future gangs. I we have completely skipped over the fact that they're just that show Stomp. From the future, <laughs> when Gomez gets out of jail and everyone's just banging on pipes oh, and they're dancing right. and shit. I forgot about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of shit to forget about in this laughably bad you thing. Know, they never did mention how uh, Mysterious Negro was able to figure out that he was one of the Transformers. Like, That's what? just a... Th- right, right, right. How was he able to... How did he know he had this power? And it always just stuck in my craw. I was like, this is one of the chosen people. Why is he a cop? <laughs> yeah, for you sure. You know, like, you know... Yeah, no. They, see, they, they were supposed just... to tell you about that in the next episode. Yeah, exactly. Ah, there was a lot of shit yeah, going on I in that. Op- there's a thing. In, there's like this montage in the beginning of like they're at Stonehenge and he's doing magic, and there's like another guy with a beard who's doing magic. And I feel like all of those. There's a lot of shit you see kind of around that I feel like would have come up if they had continued to fucking throw money down the toilet and make more of these fucking terrible shows. Because think about this. All right. So let's say they make more future episodes. Does each episode just end with Robosaurus crushing a bunch of things? <laughs> I was wondering about what that. what else can that fucking thing do? It's at a, some point. A drama for eight-year-olds. Yeah, at some point. it's either, But the rest of it's pretty dark like a kid's dead there's like some dark shit going on and then there's just a kid's toy <laughs> like i can't imagine like mashing motherfuckers just- would it get i wonder if it would like learn how to talk at some point maybe the robot would get like a black voice i feel like it would have to have like a black mad like like a hey sucker i'm a robot you know what i mean a terrible voice i feel like they would just by episode five they'd be going on double dates <laughs> Oh, yeah, Robosaurus. Robosaurus would have, like, a little bow tie. 
And then they'd be like, he's a little small. Oh, he's a grower, not a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a terrible. Stupid 90s things they high five at the end by Miller Boyette. Miller. He would get in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he would have, oh, he's got two dates for the prom. What's he going to do? Just shitty hack TV premises. Oh, I would actually would love to watch a sitcom that just starred Robosaurus. <laughs> just a shitty 90s sitcom. Does he have a Twitter page? Yeah. Probably we not. We need to get at this nigga like, uh, hey, yeah, look. Hey, I'm going to write, write, write you a show. It's going to be way better than Steel Justice. Who do you think has more Twitter followers? Uh, Robosaurus or Biting Ass Snake? He's <laughs> <laughs> more popular right Pro- now. Almost certainly the snake. Uh-huh. Yeah, Austin Cobra. <laughs> well, that was super fun, you guys. Uh, you guys got stuff you want to plug? What's going on with you guys? Oh, man. What's going on? Oh, uh, let's see. This will be out on Thursday, if that matters. Uh, a week from today. Then I ain't I got... Well, let me see. What do I got going on? I'm going to be filming some haunted shit. I'm <laughs> doing a ghost hunting video. Come look out for that shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for... Out in the hill like country. in Austin? In the hill country. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I feel like you're probably more likely to run into a snake than a ghost. Most they kill the snake and then you run into the ghost snake. Yeah. Well, I'm going out there. They got some ghost horses. Ghost horses? Some ghost horses. Shit. I didn't know animals. I thought ghosts were just all people. No, apparently these horses is from the Civil War. Yeah. They probably killed a bunch of black people. They've got people. some, uh, they got some leftover un- business. Unfinished business, those horses. <laughs> they had some carrots they needed to finish. <laughs> they weren't done with that. <laughs> what about you, Maggie? What you got going on? Um, I've always got shtick Monday nights at Cold Town for free. It's, it's fun. And um, then I'm going to L.A. for a minute. Nice. Yeah, we'll talk about that when it's appropriate to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for me, I will be it. Well, I'll just be coming back from Seattle, so that doesn't help. But I will. Uh, we've got the Sting in. If you're in Austin, we got the Sting on August 5th is back. Um, the end of August, I will be in Winnipeg, Canada, at the Odd Block Comedy Festival, August 27th through the 30th, Thank with. You. Eddie Pepitone and James Adomian and a bunch of other people, so come out for that. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. Oh, we are going to be doing, uh, the next show we're going to be doing is uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Uh, the Alan Sorkin uh, fake Saturday Night Live show. I love Alan Sorkin shit, but I, whew, we'll see. I haven't watched this in a long time. Uh, but I, I kind of remember liking it. Who knows? So we're going to be watching that. So watch the first two episodes of that and be ready for that in a couple weeks. And uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>